Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. All right. Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of Transform Sales, the Transform Sales Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having John Perigine from Audience Town with us. How you doing, John? Welcome to the show. I'm doing good, Tony. Nice to, uh, nice to be speaking with you, man. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Listen, I uh, when we when, when I came across the information about Audience Town, I got pretty excited because you guys. I mean, I got to congratulate you. You guys did some amazing or accomplished some amazing feats last year in in lieu of COVID. Um, guys, for those of you out there who are not familiar with Audience Town, let me tell you a little bit about them, and then I'll pass it to John to to, to add anything here uh, based on what I share. But from what I found on the website. Um, Audience Town has built the first advertising technology platform for real estate moving and home marketers looking to drive qualified leads and business outcomes. Uh, Audience Town experienced 300% revenue growth in 2020 with record quarters in Q2 and Q3, which is right there in the midst of COVID, the COVID pandemic, when everything changed for all of us out here, right? Um, looks like uh, two of the key ways that you all did that was by building onto your team. Uh, adding a vice president of sales and partnerships, which is interesting, going to build out that partnership program, I'm assuming is part of flow. And then um, adding a senior executive of account strategy and sales, not to mention adding a few new product features being connected TV campaigns and virtual tours, right? Did I miss anything there? No, you got it, man. We also, uh, you know, we, we like to um, also make sure our clients really understand their customers. So we also released something called uh, a website analysis report, which goes really deep into like the behavioral and psychographic information uh -huh. that marketers really want to um, uh, know about their consumers so they can message to them better, advertise to them better, uh, as well as learn about who truly is coming to their website. Um, so as you can see from you know, and we doubled down on our sales team and our customer service because we really wanted to make, um, you know, during this challenging time, we really wanted to hold the hands of our clients and make sure that, um, you know, there was no hiccups uh, in any of the campaigns that were running and to provide really in-depth analysis. So during this time, if sales were slowing down, uh, that clients could really take this time to understand more about who their customers are and then when things started to pick back up, they can now put this information uh, to work in, in, in different marketing campaigns, in search campaigns, in connected TV campaigns. Got it, got it, got it. So just tightening up the, the offerings, especially it sounds like there was some adaptation there, making it easier for them to progress towards their goals, even in this area where maybe some of these moves and things of that nature are happening. But require more virtual prowess. You just can't get as much face-to-face -face time, right? And rely on that interpersonal contact. Yeah, exa exactly. So, we, you know, we, uh, we could pivot and, and we're nimble, which is, which is great. So we understood that a lot of our clients weren't showing homes anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the, the big home builders that we work with, we work with some of the largest home builders in the U.S. And, you know, they couldn't have um, potential buyers come into the models anymore. So we developed a couple of different ways to uh, bring sight sound and uh, you know sight sound and motion uh, to them, so these people can experience uh, the properties with virtual tours, as well as reaching people that are now at home, not traveling, in lockdown, uh, that are watching more and more content uh, on streaming TVs. Uh, so how do we 
you know, put this sight sound in motion on their large TVs in their living room so they can start to be aware of the brands, be aware of what's, what, what these uh, products are. Uh, and then once they engage, we're then able to then, uh, you know, get them to look at virtual tours and do some of these other things to get them to start to feel the brand uh, that, that our clients um, you know, want to exude, uh, you know, in their marketing. So virtual tour ads that we created, uh, we're the first to create these um, virtual tour ads uh, across the web. And it's something that our clients, uh, especially the home builder clients really leaned into in, in, in 2020. Awesome. Awesome. Well, now that we know a little bit more about how you make it easy and affordable for real estate and home marketers to reach real estate audiences on the web. Let's get into the, the framework for the show. So one of the things we like to do here is use this framework in which we could highlight a challenge that you solve for. And I mean, this is going to be good, guys. I mean, this challenge, in light of this challenge, you still achieve 300% revenue growth. So uh, we're going to hone in on what one of those biggest challenges that you faced over the last year were and take us through how you achieved that. And at the end, we hope that there's something there that other CROs might be able to use, especially if they're facing similar challenges. So yeah, what was yeah. the single, yeah, what was the single biggest challenge uh, that you dealt with last year as it pertains to hitting your revenue goals? Yeah, the, I mean, the biggest challenge, it's like the elephant in the room uh, is, is COVID. So COVID fundamentally changed how people worked, um, both how I managed my team, as well as how we, our team worked with, with clients. Um, mm -hmm. People's work life and, and, and personal life was on a crash course now um, where, you know, we needed to really rethink how we, uh, how, uh, how our team is going to, uh, you know, speak, talk, present to clients where we cannot speak with them and meet with them in, in person anymore. Um, people's uh, windows, clients, excuse me, windows of time is starting to get compressed because now they're working from home. Kids are knocking on their door. They gotta, you know, help the, you know, teach their kids at home and be, you yeah. know, be part teacher, be part working at the same time. So, we what we did is, uh, we we empathized with clients and and part of the website analysis was how do we provide more value back to our clients upfront, um, especially when they're rethinking their marketing budgets, the world being turned upside down because of COVID. Let's really work harder to understand our clients and help them understand their customers. Um, the second part of that was putting a lot of, um, uh, you know, investing, investing in our team. Uh, besides hiring new people, investing in educating our team and teaching our team how to be masters of Zoom. Like, you don't need to like crazy sales techniques and do different things. It's like, okay, if we're going to be selling over Zoom, you guys need to learn how to use Zoom. It's, a, it's the tool that you need to learn how to master uh, and be interactive on it. So be masters of Zoom. We, we, you know, we invested in teaching them how to use Zoom. And then also, how do you use Zoom and present to clients and, and, and be respectful of their time over Zoom as well? So being able to not have technical difficulties anymore, Mm -hmm. and being able to present to them in a way where we put more work up front. Our team was doing a lot of work up front to come to the meeting, um, really understanding in depth about our clients' challenges instead of just coming to them with, with, with a PowerPoint, uh, you know, with lots of bells and whistles and things that really may, maybe aren't applicable. So do the work up front, uh -huh. be respectful of their time, 
and, and, and bring um, a more concentrated, um, you know, solution. So no more death by slides, uh, you know, yep. four slides max, uh, yep. you know, that, that, that are, that are um, prescriptive, you know, like, like diagnostics, prescriptive and provide a solution. Um, and really, you know, hey client, this is what we understand about your business. Is this right? Yes mm -hmm. or no, you know, yes, John, your team is yes. on the right track. Um, yes. But these are other things we're thinking of. Okay, great. So right. how do you, um, you know, come prepared, do your homework ahead of time. Uh, yep. and, and, and then you start off on a much uh, better, uh, you know, uh, platform, uh, you know, to have a conversation as opposed to now the client has to tell you all about their business and all about, you know, you need to do the work up front. So that is what our team doubled down on was, you know, being empathetic to clients, being masters of the new technology we needed to, to use to run our business, which is Zoom or Hangouts or whatever the video chat was. Uh, and then lastly, because of doing all of our business over video, uh, you know, really being respectful of that shorter time window and coming prepared uh, with a much different format than we would have had uh, if we were, uh, you know, uh, you know, had an hour meeting, being able to go to lunch, have coffee with a client and, yep. and bond. You need, you need to bond and do these things uh, different ways now. I love that. I love that. So, and you know what we deal, we dealt with, or we dealt with the same thing last year, uh, having to adapt to what I'm hearing is that big challenge was how do you adapt to the virtual selling environment? And that required two levels. It required, how do you prepare your reps to excel in this environment? And then how do you create interactions for potential clients that also adjusted for the environment. Um, oh, I left one out. How do you make it so that your clients can deliver on their goals within this virtual um, environment as well, which meant you had to create some new product offerings to address those gaps. So this is amazing. So tell us, what did you guys set or what did you guys set as your quantitative goal as you kind of use to say, you know, there are obviously things happening here, but you probably said we know we need to get over this hump and we know qualitatively we need to figure out how to sell virtually but you know what was your goal let's say this what was your revenue target or if you can't share that maybe just say it was a revenue target but <laughs> what was it before covid and did it stay the same go down or go up after covid as far as how you manage your targeting tony it's a great question, man. I can't, I can't spill all the beans, but I can tell you this. Okay, okay. Um, uh, the, the, the goal didn't change. So we were looking to 3X revenue um, okay. year over year from 20, uh, you know, 2020 awesome. over 2019. So okay. our overall goal didn't change. We really believed in the business. We believed in um, what we were doing. And even though COVID was thrown at us, um, we didn't want to totally change the, the, the goal because we believed it was still achievable. But what we okay. needed to change was how the goal was going to be achieved. So yep. what we did is we, we revised the plan, the short-term uh, revenue plan, but still kept the long-term year uh, revenue goal the same. So because of COVID, when COVID hit in you know, February, March, April, you know, it, it did, it did affect, uh, you know, revenue some, but that's when we really leaned into our clients, 
um, to help understand their business, provide value even if they weren't spending with us so that um, when everything did start to come back to normal clients um, and customers would lean into us because we helped them at a time when, when, when it was needed. And that's what I say about being empathetic to clients. Um, so on the quantitative, we kept the year goal the same, uh, but, we, but we revised our short-term goals to be realistic for the situation. All right. So I imagine that there was this challenge here where you got to teach your team new skills and you're also trying to launch new products. What kind of obstacles did you run into along the way uh, as, you, as you guys were trying to deploy this? Yeah. I mean, um, the, 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 one of the obstacles was doing it all virtually. So having to, to run team meetings virtually, um, you know, keeping the team bonded and motivated during this time was also challenging. Um, mm -hmm. So what, what, one of the things that we, we, we did was um, we had a status call every, every, every morning uh, with the team. This status call that used to be strictly around business and what we're doing for the day, what the team was doing, that started to change, you know, uh, into more um, morale boosting, water cooler talk, like a lot of the bonding that would go on in person um, was, was removed. None of us are in person anymore. So right. we started to pivot some of the daily, um, you know, sales and business meetings uh, to take time into consideration for just the small talk that would go on to keep the team, to keep the team bonded. So you all, one more thing. So you told us about that challenge here and how you overcome it with like the rep side. Did you run into any obstacles along the way with this product development? Because you guys came to market probably pretty quickly. I mean, you're in a digital space, but two new products, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I would love to say that it was all my doing. None of it was. There's way smarter people than me at the company. Our, our, our chief product officer, Greg Capello, uh, he is, uh, he's brilliant. He manages a, a, a really... Um, nimble team of engineers who, who, who saw the opportunity. I mean, we're in market, the sales team's in market. We have our finger on the pulse. We saw that there was a need for this, brought yep. it back to Greg, and he was able to turn it around real quickly with his, his product and engineering team. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and then we were able to bring it to market in, you know, uh, you know week's time, uh, which, is, which, was a week. very, which was a very fast turnaround. So um, that, was, that was great. And, uh, you know, we, we we had our ear in the market and kept the pulse on what was going on. And he was able to turn it around quickly, which means that we were able to bring it to market um, to really help clients when, when they most needed it, uh, which was immediately. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Man, well, congratulations on that. You guys must have some really good cross-functional communication in your company uh, to be able to align and get something like that done quickly. So kudos to you guys. Yeah, we, we, the, the executive team works very closely um, across the, um, you know, across the organization. We all have different specialties. Uh, we, we kind of fill the gaps, uh, you know, what, you know, sales, visionary, uh, you know, uh, operations and, and, yep. and then product and marketing. So we all complement each other. Uh, and that's one of the things that, uh, and we're all pulling in the same direction. So, you know, we could all spin in our own orbits and move our business lines forward with total alignment um, because we set the um, we set the strategy from the onset at the beginning of the year and even have like a five year strategy that was already put in place so we know what our north star is and we're always working towards that. All right, great, John. So let's wrap it up. Let's. Uh, what What would you say as we wrap this thing up? What would you say is your advice for sales leaders out there that may be facing a similar challenge? adapting their teams and their product offerings to a virtual selling environment? 
Yeah, I would say like the first thing is invest in the team, make sure they are masters of the tools and technology that they're going to use to present to clients. Two would be respectful of people's time, uh, you know, your, your client's time, because now they have Zoom calls back to back to back. So come to the, the meeting with a diagnosis, a prescription, and a solution. Um, and then the last thing I would say is really, um, uh, you know, think of ways to provide unique value to your clients. Um, and, 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 and even if that is in, um, uh, in risk of, of short-term revenue, always keep the long-term vision um, of how to make uh, clients move from, uh, you know, short-term to really uh, strategic. You want to move your clients into the strategic, uh, you know, the strategic realm of, uh, so they become long-term clients and, and the, the business becomes repeatable because you're providing a unique value they can get nowhere else. Um, so yeah, that's it, man. All right. What else I you want to talk about? Hey, I can listen, talk about everything, man. Uh, hey, you know what? We're going to, hey, we'll be back. We'll go ahead and say, we'll go ahead and tap in or tune in again later on this year and see how you guys are crushing it in 2021. Look forward to catching how the story continues to evolve, John. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Tony. It was great Once speaking again, yeah. with you, man. Likewise. Thanks for joining the show, man. And we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Anytime. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, you too.